Good evening and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Welcome back, Sky, Johnny and Adam. We are finally into the final hurdle of the NFL season. The regular season is over and into the playoffs we go. Wildcard weekend coming this weekend. We're going to be chatting all about the games to come and how these teams got there and how these teams will fare as well. We'll also talk about some of the firings of head coaches that happened over the last couple of days. And obviously the one that's just happened in the last half an hour or so, which is Mike Vrabel has been fired by the Tennessee Titans. We'll be going to that into more detail. Um, heck of a final week, Sky. It was a good weekend. Unfortunately, we didn't see all the starters out there, but certain teams made it, certain teams dropped out. How, how did you find the last weekend of the season? Yeah, I thought it was great. And you mentioned about certain starters not playing, but I mean, the Lions still found a way to get a few injured, didn't they? Um, <laughs> which is a shame for them. I think Laporta might not even play against the Rams. But yeah, as a general weekend, I thought it was good and capped off with a... Even though it was a weird Dolphins-Bills game, I enjoyed it. You know, a couple of red zone turnovers, that weird touchdown. Um, and always good to see Miami lose as well. I've sort of all season said that, you know, they're a bit overrated. And I was kind of glad that the Bills won the division. I feel like they, they earned it a bit more, especially with that recent winning streak. So, yeah, excited for the playoffs. I think a lot of good matchups. Well, I won't go around the table like I usually do, asking people if they enjoyed their weekend because I don't care. So um, let's just crack on into the uh, into the wild card. Sorry, that was, that was that was very out of character for me, wasn't it? That's that's the the veil that was just going. That's the real me. me. That was just camera me, and now this is the real me. We'll go right into the wild card weekend because there is a lot of games going on. Obviously, the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, I've just completely blanked the Baltimore Ravens, uh, both of the first round buys, so won't be playing this weekend. However, we'll start with the first game. We'll go to Johnny, and we've got the Cleveland Browns coming in at fifth uh, against the Houston Texans. You've got the fourth seed, uh, 9.30 kickoff this Saturday coming. Um, it should be a good game. I mean, Flacco Mania is running wild with the Cleveland team at the minute. He got to sit in the game uh, the other night. Um, CJ Stroud back uh, from his injury, looking at his best with the Houston Texans. They put on a real great performance to win the division on that Saturday night game. Um, this is going to be an exciting game. I think a lot, I think more people are going to watch this game now. than if, if you asked them about six weeks ago, would you watch this playoff game? I think people would be like, oh, I'm not really bothered. But now, because of the momentum these teams have both have got, it's going to be a good game, right? Absolutely, yeah. I think um, you know, two teams who... Like, like you say, I think at the start of the season, not, hardly anyone would have predicted this to be uh, a playoff fixture. Um, you know, they've they've had both teams have had their struggles at times, but have you know, obviously the the, the Texans and, and CJ Stroud, what an unbelievable season he's having. Um, it's you know all on him. The Texans haven't performed when when he's been injured and he's back backfiring. So yeah, coming up against. Um, an elite defence in the Cleveland Browns, probably the best defence um, in the league this season. They've carried the team um, to the playoffs with the, the quarterback issues. Um, but I think if, if Cleveland's offence um, can consistently move the ball, as they have been with, with Joe Flacco, um, hopefully limit the turnovers as well. And the the, the, the secondary in, in Houston has, has overperformed this year. Uh, Derek Stinley's looking looking great. Um, but so, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be um, a game that's decided on, on time margins. I, I do think they're quite evenly matched in terms of, um, um, you know, their, 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 their pros and their cons. Um, but if I had to choose, I think I would go Cleveland um, 
um, you know, mainly because of that elite defense. You know, the the, the likes of Miles Garrett, Darius Smith. Um, you know, that's that's just you know a unit of who torment who have tormented you know most teams already this season, and I think with um, the Texans, um, perhaps that playoff inexperience could um, could play a factor, but. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really, really good, uh, good fixture because there's there's so much talent I think uh, across the board in in both these teams. But um, but yeah, the Browns I think um, are deserved favourites going into this one. The brightest start, the young brightest start, the quarterback position. Adam coming up against the number one defense in the league at the minute. Um, both teams are firing on all sins. It feels like there's a Joe Flacco effect over in Cleveland. How do you see this one going? I think it's going to be a really exciting game, actually. I, it, like you said, it's one that six weeks ago we might not have thought of. It, it's a bit of a, um, you know, it's kind of been given the early Saturday slot in America, but it, it kind of feels like it's it's one of the more exciting ones. I think it's going to be really close. That's definitely one one thing for certain. And it, to be honest, I do think it could pretty much go either way. Um, I think that CJ Stroud is just that good. That he will he will be able to make the difference there. It's really difficult to go against the defenses, though. I mean, the the fact is, is like it, you know, it is the old saying, isn't it, that it, it wins championships and stuff like that. And it, it is true. I, I think in this particular one, if Flacco is still got the momentum that he's had in the in the back end of the season, then I would be surprised if the Browns' defense just don't do just enough in order to stop uh, CJ Stroud. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a very, very tight, uh, tight contest between these two. And also I do think with CJ Stroud and the way that it's gone, you know, the O-line has been better, but it hasn't been amazing. I do think it, it kind of opens up a bit of a question for a lot of other teams. And this is something for a different episode completely, but almost like, a lot of other teams have kind of come out and gone, oh, well, it hasn't really worked out. It's like, well, this guy's literally walked through the door with a new head coach who's just walked through the door and not a particularly great roster, and they're in the playoffs. So, you know, a lot of these teams that didn't make it, there's not a lot of excuses for next year. You know, they, they should be doing better in, in the short space of time like the Texans had. So, But for me, I think the Browns will nick it. Well, it might be, but we get a little bit of CJ Stroud like he did against Georgia in the uh, in the playoffs yeah, of college. Yeah. We might get a bit more mobile, a bit more free throwing. And he, you he know lost know. that, didn't he? So. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot to get through. So, Sky, we'll move on to the Dolphins coming in in the sixth seed against the Kansas City Chiefs, both 11-6. That is on Saturday night into the Sunday morning at 1 a.m. Uh, Dolphins, a team that we've said can't play winter football, a Chiefs team that's been a little bit lackluster in the last few weeks. Um, I, I, this could be, I mean, it could be offensive powerhouse against offensive powerhouse here, couldn't it? I mean, the Chiefs defense is good, but it could be, it could be high scoring, right? Yeah, it could be. I was upset. I had a good Joe Flacco start. Can I still say? Oh, go on. You can give your <laughs> give your Joe Flacco start. No, no, it's going to be quick. Apparently, he's ten and five. He was ten and five in the playoffs as a Raven with eight of those victories on the road. And five and zero in wild card round. How many years ago was that? I mean, he played there for a while, didn't he? <laughs> years and and come on. but anyway, enough of Joe Flacco. This is the game, right? Tyreek Hill going back to Arrowhead. Um, I know I've uh, well started the show by hating on the Dolphins, but um, <laughs> you know they've got enough speed on that offense, I think, to 
to pose a threat to the Chiefs with most uh, HN Hill. Um, I don't know if Waddle's going to be back, but I feel like he didn't play because they're hoping he's going to be back for this game. Um, I think he will be. Yeah, I think that was yeah, part of the thought process. Um, and I guess with the Chiefs, you know, they're relying on their defence almost now, aren't they, with how that offence is, is stuttering. So um, as much as if I was picking, I would go with the Chiefs. I think this is a sort of game where wouldn't it be surprised and score and close. And um, on a personal level, I think I'd rather the Chiefs just win so that when they have to play on the road, they lose. And then we just know Mahomes is only good at home. And he can't do it on the road. <laughs> he won and done in the road and playoff games. Do you agree with uh, Johnny? Do you agree with Sky's testament that Mahomes can't play on the road, but he may struggle against this Miami team? Because this this offense has been stuttering. We can't deny that, can we? Oh, absolutely. I think the the, the Dolphins' defense has, has massively improved over the recent weeks. And if they can nullify the likes of Pacheco and obviously Travis Kelsey, I, I can't see the, you know the the Patrick Mahomes being able to move the ball um, uh, particularly well against uh, against Miami. So I'm I'm favouring the Dolphins in this one. Um, I think you know they may have struggled against the the higher uh, sort of caliber teams this year. Um, but the Chiefs are, are, are in a real rut um, this year. Everything seems to be going against them. Um, and I think the explosiveness of, um, of the Dolphins um, could, could, could really, you know, come to the table here on both sides of the, on both sides of the ball. It certainly will be a hot contest. And it's, uh, it's interesting that they'll be going to the Chiefs. I think the Dolphins, if they had a fixture, but maybe it was at home or in a bit of a warmer state, it could it could work to their advantage. I think the Chiefs may have that advantage due to the, the cold weather there. And, and Mahomes does know how to do the playoffs. He played, he didn't play incredible last year. They were not incredible last year and they still went on and won the Super Bowl. So the playoffs become a whole different gravy, doesn't it? We'll move on to uh, Adam, uh, to the Steelers and the seventh seed against the Buffalo Bills. We've got all AFC to begin with. Um, and that is the Sunday game at 6 p.m. Um, the Steelers... Without will be TJ Wattless. It's been announced today, but he will be out for the game against the Buffalo Bills, who who won the division over the weekend. Um, the Bills really found some form since firing their OC, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, do, do you just want me to just completely destroy you? Is that where you want me to go here? I mean, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it'll be. A lot of running the ball from the Bills. That that definitely seems to be what is working at the moment. And they're not going to go away from that. The Steelers have... I wouldn't say they struggled against the run. I think they've done reasonably okay against the run this season compared to the previous years. But um, without TJ Watt, it's a, a, a massive drop-off for that, that defence. And, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to end well for you. Sorry. I mean, Sky, some people have said that it's that the Steelers shouldn't be taken lightly in the playoffs, but it can be a different scenario, that they are a capable team, that we've definitely looked a lot better in the last four weeks. Obviously, TJ Watt being injured is a massive blow, but we've shown before that we're a very good defence without TJ Watt there. Obviously, we've become a great defence with him around, but Alex Highsmith definitely played really well when TJ Watt wasn't there, and... Um, but there has been other injuries at linebacker and players of such. But the offense seems to have found its way a little bit with the Steelers. Yeah, I think the Steelers can take um, some confidence from seeing what Achan and the Dolphins did with the run game. You know, Najee Harris has looked better. Uh, Rudolph hasn't thrown you know any interceptions in the games he's played. Um, I do think that would be the difference that the Bills can get to him, and you know they've been great all season and one of the top teams at 
of 14 turnovers. But I feel like the Bills are still kind of missing Milano and against the right team or on the right day, there, there could be someone that manages to run the ball on them and, and cause an upset. Um, and that's as much as, you know, I raved about the Bills at the beginning. Um, I still think they'll win, but I think I've got to this point now where, you, you know me, I've, I think I've been too harsh on your Steelers enough now and <laughs> Tomlin's managed to get back to the playoffs. So I think if there's any team on any given Sunday that could pull off an upset, um, it's possible. Maybe Mason Rudolph is finally for real. Maybe it wasn't just a Christmas thing to have him start around that time of the year. Who knows? New Year, new me. You know, he's, 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 he, I hope he doesn't change anyway, which way. Um, for me, as a Steelers fan, um, losing what's a massive thing. It's a massive thing. I think we are very good still as defence, but we, he is the elite level that we bring. Um, I don't think we should be taken lightly. I think we definitely have a bit of a groove about us. The run game's looking really good. Um, our, our receivers are looking well. Rudolph looks like the mature, level-headed quarterback that we've needed for ages in that role. And I'm not saying, like, let's ride the Rudolph train into next year. I don't think that at all. But if there was any if there was any time, if, if, if this was five weeks ago, I'd say no way. We're getting absolutely blasted out of, the, out of it. It's only been the last, like, three, four weeks where I feel like a, t- a corner has turned and we're making blocks that we didn't make before. There's runs that have been made that weren't weren't through before. They're only gaining a couple of yards each time. Whereas now we're ripping off quite big chunk plays, and, and so are the wide receivers. Um, and the defense is going to be better. But this Buffalo team has has really got itself together, and it's probably going to be their last run, really. I suppose as one of the top teams to be able to get to the Super Bowl. So this is a bit of a last chance to move them and. I don't think that'll be taken lightly either. Um, we move on to the NFC. We will go to you, Johnny. Don't worry. But we've got the Green Bay Packers <laughs> at the seventh seed against the Dallas Cowboys at the number two seed, which is the 9.30 game on Sunday. And obviously having a Packers fan and a Cowboys fan on the podcast, we do have to sort of go to them first, Johnny. So I'll, I will go <laughs> to Sky first. Uh, well, no, actually, no, I'll go to Ga- I'll go to Ga- uh, Adam first. Sorry, I need to call you Gareth then. That would have been... That'd have been tragic, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, your Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love, been an absolute revelation this year. Against that, he's better than Aaron Rodgers, better than Brett Favre. He's coming up against the Cowboys team who have, have been very good this year themselves. You think you got a chance here, Adam? No. <laughs> Do you want me to carry on? <laughs> um, I think we'll make it respectable. I think the defence has improved since the Carolina game and Matt LaFleur has kind of got more involved in the defence. So I think that's shown an improvement. Um, I think the offence has been great and Jordan Love is clearly going to be hanging around for a very long time based on what he's done this year. I think that the Cowboys are just going to be too strong at home for them and... That's pretty much it, really. I, like I said, I think it'll be respectable. I think the over-under is set at seven and a half points. I think we can get inside that, personally. I, I, I also think it might be quite a high-scoring game. But I, I don't see us really... I think that they're always going to have us just slightly at you know, arm's length, is what I think it'll be. Sky, CD Lamb is rolling. Coming off of some of the biggest games of his career the last few weeks, the defense is good. My Parsons is fresh as ever. Um, Bland, the uh, is he a cornerback or a safety? Bland, corner. uh, the corners, yeah, corner. stepped in for um, Diggs, didn't he? Since he's been hurt, he's been sublime this year. Do you think uh, your your Cowboys will be progressing to the next stage? I, I know they're not really your Cowboys. I know you're a Patriots fan. <laughs> I love this. You've become my Cowboys. They are. They are, they are is, my yeah, Cowboys. <laughs> um, 
yeah, of course they're going to progress to the next stage. They're going to make an NFC title game. I said Cowboys and Niners all year, so that's what I'm sticking with. Um, I think that, you know, getting to that's completely different. But everyone, I've heard people this week talk about how the Packers have never lost to AT&T. And I went out and had a look and it's like, they're 4-0. and It's like, well, yeah, like it's not that many games, <laughs> is it? It's not like they're divisional rivals and they've played every year for the last X amount of years. Um, and, you know, you guys know that I really like Jordan Love. Um, I sent Adam the screenshot of me predicting eight and nine or nine and eight for the Packers at the start of the year. So I thought they had an outside shot of the wild card. Um, so really happy for them. But I just feel like what the Cowboys won 16 in a row at home. Um, they've blown so many teams out and whilst the Packers might be able to make it somewhat close. I, I think Dallas would surely expect to win this by at least 10, give Mike McCarthy, you know, the perfect win against his former team, get a bit of confidence going for the next round. And, um, yeah, I like the chances. We them boys. We them boys indeed. <laughs> um, so, so uh, Sam, our good friend over in Florida, Jags fan. Hey, Sam, I hope you're doing all okay. She's a comment and said, yeah, we know. Okay, no need to rub it in. I assume this is over the Jags Steelers game. <laughs> Congratulations on your Steelers rolling into the playoffs. At least the Titans five brave all. Hope that W against us was worth it. It was worth it. You shouldn't have thrown. You shouldn't have. Wingard should never have taken that towel. There's a curse of the towel. Everybody knows that, man. You shouldn't have You shouldn't have taken it. Sam, I do wish you all the luck uh, with uh, next year as well, to be fair, because you are a really good team. I do like the Jacks. So uh, cheers, for Sam, for the comment there. Um, Johnny, on to you with the 1 o'clock game Monday, Sunday into Monday morning at 1 a.m. The six-seed LA Rams come up against the third-seed Detroit Lions. Lions fielding a far superior team than what they probably should have fielded. Um with Sam Laporte getting injured, a lot of their starters there. Very risky move, but they wanted the, the number two seed. They didn't get it. They need the Eagles and the Cowboys to lose. And then the Rams, who, who have, have snuck in at 10... Uh, well, I say snuck in 10 and 7 is a very reasonable um, record for them, isn't it? How do you see this game going? Yeah, I think, well, the Rams, first of all, are probably the most informed team um, in, the LF, uh, in the NFL at the moment. I think they've won um, seven, uh, seven of the final uh, eight or nine games. Um, and I, you know, the one defeat that I can remember was that um, um, that real uh, um, uh, battle against the the, the Ravens, wasn't it? Uh, so, uh, you know, the the, the Rams have uh, the pedigree, and obviously we know how how good this this rookie class has been. Um, Puka Nakua, um, the, the the players on defense as well as Baron Young and um, uh, Kobe De- uh, Kobe Turner, the um, defensive lineman. Have really added something that I don't think many people were expecting. Um, so yeah, the Rams are playing some of their best football right now, and with Sean McVay, they have a coach who you know has experience in the postseason, has gotten that Super Bowl ring, and if they can keep their players healthy, then you know LA shouldn't just be thinking about winning this game. They should be thinking you know of getting to the uh, the NFC Championship game and and really putting themselves. In with a shot. I don't think, you know, I certainly didn't expect it from from the team this year. But um, but yeah, they've really um, really changed the narrative of of you know the drop off from last year um, after winning the Super Bowl. That being said, obviously the Lions are also having an amazing year. Um, as explosives as they are, I I I, I do worry about um, you know the the, the matchup or the, you know the storylines of of uh, Matt Stafford returning. Um, to, to Detroit and perhaps getting the dirty on his in his old team. Um, 
that just yeah that that just screams um, a defeat for me in, in this one for the Lions. Um, you know they'll obviously play their game, but and you know Ford um, Ford Field will be incredibly you know the atmosphere there will be absolutely ferocious. But I, I just I just can't see the the um, the Rams and the the story of Matt Stafford uh, being undone uh, coming to win uh, against his old team. Well, Johnny talks about the story of Matt, Staff- Matt Stafford beating his old team. What about the story of Jared Goff beating his old team, Adam? I mean, he he's going back there. He, well, his team are coming to visit him. These are two quite high-powered offences, really. It's the defences that have, have been a bit lacklustre and struggled, really, I suppose, rather than them being very balanced. Um, how do you see this one going? Yeah, I kind of agree with Johnny. I quite like the Rams for this one. I know um, it's it's going away to Detroit and all that, but I just think the the Detroit defense hasn't hasn't been great. I mean, aside from Hutchinson, it, it kind of like the secondary is very very poor, and you can score on this team. And when you've got the sort of wide receivers that uh, the Rams have, then they can you know they might be picking up yards for fun. So I I do think that the Rams have got a really good chance here and. They do have a, a okay defense. It's not amazing, but it's mm. it's certainly sort of like middle of the pack. So they're they're more than they're going to be okay, I think, in games like this. Uh, I I feel that Goff sometimes uh, bulks when it comes to the the big game. I, so that that might be a bit of a problem. Stafford clearly doesn't, um, and and has shown that he doesn't. So you've got that on on the Rams side as well. And, uh, yeah, I just think they're a, a slightly better all-round team at the moment. I, I quite like the look of them to cause maybe more than just an upset here. With more than an upset, you think it might be complete domination? Well, I don't think I don't think it'd be domination. No, what I mean is I think they can go on and I, oh, I think they, might, they could potentially yeah. cause another upset. Well, it'll certainly be interesting to see that is for sure. We will go on to Sky with the last game of Wildcard Weekend, which will be the 1am game Monday into Tuesday morning. That is the number five seed Eagles going up against the number four seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's quite ridiculous that they, well, nine and eight in the end, but it felt like this division, it was going to be a losing record for whoever won that division that would go through. Um, How do you see this game playing out? Do you know, I almost forgot what game it was when he started to, I was like, <laughs> who's playing again? Um, <laughs> which two teams are left? My, my bucket was like, no, it's just because in the off season, when me and Johnny did the previews, I remember like getting laughs. You when love I the, the books. Yeah, yeah. I do. Only because oh, they, man. only because people like. It's, How it's many weird. teams do you have? Ooh. No, I don't know. One for every day of the week, Adam. One for every day of the week. It was kind of weird because when Brady was on the Patriots for years, almost two decades, no, you know, everyone was quick to try and not give him his dues. And I feel like with Tampa, it's complete opposite. It was, oh, it was all Tom Brady. But, you know, there's plenty of players, especially on that defence, who are top quality. And I think that's shone through. And Baker Mayfield, I mean, his stats are, you know, been better than Mahomes this year. Um more touchdowns, I think, less picks. I can't remember off the top of my head. Similar passing yards. Um, and I think for someone to come in in their first year, um, he's done well. I mean, I feel like the Buccaneers and the Rams are probably the upset teams that most people are going for. Because um, obviously the Eagles are still the favourites. I think coming off of that awful loss to the Giants, Jalen Hurts getting banged up. Um, I'm leaning towards Tampa winning this one. I mean, obviously maybe the Eagles could 
do exactly what you were saying, Fred, about the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs played poorly but still made the Super Bowl last year. The Eagles are primed to maybe do that because they've got plenty of talent. But if I had to pick right now, um, I would lean towards Tampa, especially with them being at home. Johnny, I'll move on to you. Uh, the Eagles have sort of gone from hero to zero in a lot of people's eyes. I mean, Gareth, uh, the editor of our podcast, is very, very vocal that Syriana should be fired. Everyone should be cleared out and they should start again. I mean, this is quite a flip from, from last year. I know they lost both their coordinators to head coaching roles, but it seems like the, where the Eagles are declining, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, 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 I wouldn't say they're rising in an astronomical way, just a, just a little, you know, just a little stroll up the hill is what they're doing in terms of rising, I suppose. <laughs> um, where do you see this game going? Yeah, it's an interesting one because the, the the Eagles have had such a dramatic late season slump. But you know there there are concerns about you know both defense and uh, and offense. Um, but you know this is a team that started was it ten and one uh, for the year. They've got that pedigree of getting to the Super Bowl last year. And I think matchup wise, um, they probably have you know the the the. The better players um, in the key positions, I think. I think you know, obviously, the secondary has been a real issue, but I, I, I can't see the Eagles losing this game um, if you know they can. Just, I don't know. I, I, I completely get the you know the young Doug story of the um, the Buccaneers, you know, coming in with potentially some form, but I, I, I do think, you know, the, the experience here, they have the quarterback um, and, you know, they have the most un um, unstoppable playing in football. So, you know, when they need to use that, um, uh, I'm sure they will, but, um, but yeah, the defense just needs to, needs to improve. I think this is a decent matchup for them. Um, Baker Mayfield has been brilliant this year and he's probably, you know, in with a great shot of winning comeback player of the year, but yeah, I think <laughs> if this was against you know a team like the Rams, perhaps um, I think the Eagles would be in a, a, a much worse situation. So um, I'm not saying that you know the Eagles are going to you know be a team to cause huge shocks in the playoffs, but I, I, th I think they win this one. I'm going to do a round robin for our next little talking point because Andrew put in our group chat a, a really really great question to ask actually, and I'll round robin this. So. He said, I've got a question for you, which person does the game mean more to? I'm going to start with Adam because we just went to Johnny. I'll go Sky then. Johnny, Goff beating the Rams, Stafford beating the Lions, Tyreek Hill beating the Chiefs, or Mike McCarthy beating the Packers? Who do you think out of them four it means the most for? Probably McCarthy, I think. McCarthy the, way that he, the way that he left in Green Bay, I think a lot of fans wanted him gone. So I think he, he would want to make a point out of it. I also think that just coaches in general, I think it means a little bit more if they get sacked from a team and, and then they can sort of like, you know, say, look, you were wrong to get rid of me. I think that's that's something that's maybe a little bit more than a player. Um, yeah, I think I'd go McCarthy. What about you, Sky? I think Jared Goff. I think McVay almost sent him for his career to die, didn't he? Going to Detroit. I mean, no one, no one rated the Lions at that point. Um, and then they won and won a Super Bowl. And I think Jared Goff gets uh, a hard time, even even now. Like he's he's due his flowers, but he's still people quick to to bash him. I'm sure if they lose on Sunday, um, people will flip that narrative. But he's made a Super Bowl. Um, and you know, there was also that running joke when it happened that what Goff said something about McVeigh's girlfriend in a WhatsApp chat, and there was all like these weird, like, 
<laughs> internet rumors and they was like reaching out to Stafford for a year before. I think Goff's got a lot to to prove. And you know, Lions what haven't won division since '93, um, haven't hosted a playoff game in twenty. There's there's a lot on the line there anyway. So for all of that to come together, if they were to win, I think on a personal level and just for that franchise it would mean a lot. And you, John, who do you reckon it means most to? I, I don't think I can I can go against either of these two picks. I think McCarthy, the yeah, the way he left and the timing of, of, of how he left um, uh, Green Bay, I think this makes for a real um, get-right game for him. And, you know, the same for, for, for Jared Goff. But like I said, I think the, the, the story of um, Matt Stafford coming to um, upset the the lines, I think, is, you know, the, obviously the story that's going to dominate. Um, you know, there's so much respect um, on both sides, I think, um, you know, from Lions, the fan base, um, and from the player. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be going to be an interesting one uh, to see how, um, you know, which way that goes. Um, we haven't mentioned, was it Tyreek Hill, the final one? Um, yeah. Yeah, I suppose, you know, the, 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 the narrative that the, 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 uh, the Chiefs have got significantly worse at, at receiver since he's left. And, you know, he's provided a, a real game changing um, uh, into, you know, the, the Dolphins and how they're performing. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a good storyline, but I don't think it's got the the real heartstrings of the, um, uh, the others that we've mentioned. <laughs> I, I'm going to go, I think McCarthy beating the Packers because, um, well, no, I'm probably not because it, well, I, my my justification would be that it would be um, if he wins, it'd be well. Everyone always said Aaron Rodgers ran the team, but I run the team. But then equally, I think well, if the Cowboys win, everyone will say Dan Quinn runs the team and he does run the team. <laughs> and you're just so it's actually Dan Quinn this beat, not 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 Mike McCarthy. So really, so actually, I will I will go um, I I will go Tyreek Hill actually because I think beating. The Chiefs, like like Johnny said, it, it, the, the Chiefs when they got rid of him, everyone was like, "Wow, that's like a shock thing." But it's Mahomes; he, he's going to make everyone look good. Or did Mahomes just make Tyreek Hill look good? Can he, has he got any more um, feathers in his cap, so to speak? But he he does. He, he's been absolutely brilliant at um, at Miami for a quarterback, which is, who is not Pat Mahomes and Tua, though Tua has proved pretty decent this year. He's been he's been phenomenal. Um, he's been a complete game record game changer like he was at Kansas and Kansas offense has just gone down and down and down. They've not done anything different. You know, they've got better, better ish running backs. I suppose they still run the ball in the same way as when Hill was there. Um, Travis Kelsey still does what he does and Mahomes does what he does, but the, the talent around him, I, I remember the, the Super Bowl when it was like, they were the track team and they've sort of tried to keep the track team, but the, the, they're not as, they were nowhere. They're not as good as we, when they were with Tyreek Hill at all. So it shows that, um, he is a bit more legit, I suppose, than than the Kansas City Chiefs maybe gave him credit for. Um, right, that's enough talking about the the playoffs. We'll move on to the the coaches that have been fired, unfortunately or fortunately, I suppose, some franchises may feel. Um, we had uh, announced the other day Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington Commanders, has been um, fired, as well as Arthur Smith, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, his spat with. Dennis Allen wasn't a, a great way for him to depart his leaving of the Falcons, but I think uh, a lot of Falcons fans are pretty pleased with that. And just announced, like I say, a couple of hours ago before this podcast started, but Mike Vrabel has been fired from the Titans as well after two back-to-back losing seasons. Um, Sky, let's start with you on this, and so maybe you could talk about Vrabel. We'll talk about Vrabel to begin because it's the most recent one, and we'll talk all about it. Um 
I, I think this is a bit unfair. It's a bit harsh on Vrabel being sacked by the uh, by, by the Titans. I think he's been a very good coach. You know, what's your view on this? Yeah, I think it's harsh. But I feel like and Andrew said in the in the in the chat, I only saw it briefly. I feel like maybe the wording also maybe it sound like maybe it was mutual. Maybe even Vrabel was kind of like, well, well, I'll go elsewhere. And obviously that rumor come out um, straight away about oh, he's interested in the Patriots job. You know, there's obviously a couple of other decent landing spots he could go to. Like I think he would maybe even potentially be good at, at Washington, you know, very like a defense first team. Um, but yeah, in general, it's harsh. You know, he was coached the year, what, only two years ago. Tennessee's, a, um, I think it's safe to say, they're, they're quite a small market team. It's not a big place for free agents. He's managed to get some big names there, um, even Hopkins recently. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't go as far. Well, I don't. I don't really feel sorry for any of them. They make enough money, but on a on a personal <laughs> level, and him being a Patriots legend, I guess I feel a little bit sorry for him because he is a really good head coach. What do you reckon, Johnny? Do you reckon he's been hard done by, or is this just him getting lined up for the Patriots shot? Because that has been heavily rumored for a long time, and a lot of Patriots fans, I think, uh, well, I, I think Sky included, I suppose, would say that if they wanted anyone, it would be Vrabel. Yeah, I think it's a, a, a mixture of a lot of things. And I think the word mutual fits um, this perfectly because, you know, the, the the Titans clearly last year were destined to, to for a big rebuild and a, a complete change in direction. Um, and with two losing seasons, uh, this season has been very poor. Obviously, you know, he's done a, he's done a brilliant job, I think, in his, his six years in in building the team and making them competitive, even this year, you know, at times. Um particularly given the, you know, some of the resources that, that he has. Um, I think you've got to applaud him. But I think for the Titans now, they 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 want to go in a different direction. And I think they'll be looking for a um, an offence um, first coach. Uh, we talk about, you know, Ben Johnson, who's been the, the guy, I think, who's been very heavily rumoured um, uh, to be, you know, the next big head coaching um, guy, so I expect the Titans, as with you know the other um, um, head coach openings, to to be pursuing him. Um, as for Vrabel, um, yeah, he's he's you know a, a huge name um, in the head coaching um, um, you know room, and it just screams um, coming back to New England. I think um, Sky obviously probably knows it a lot more than me, but um, but yeah, it all points towards Bill Belichick leaving, and I think Vrabel would be. Um, the perfect candidate to replace him, you know. <laughs> it has been a bit of a turbulent time in the last few seasons, um, Adam, for, for the Titans, but it looks like, you know, Vrabel gone, Derek Henry saying goodbye to the fans. I mean, they've got some players on short contracts. You can imagine maybe Ryan Tannehill might be out of the building. Does this feel like a bit of a full reset for the Titans? And do they need that? Yeah, it does kind of feel a little bit like a reset. It, it's a strange thing to do, though, when you you've supposedly got your franchise quarterback in Will Levis. Hmm. Oh, he's said so yeah it, it does it does feel like a strange thing but i i do think that it's um it, they've been struggling. They've kind of been one of these teams that have been around the playoffs for for a few years, and then they've sort of dipped away from it. And it, it just kind of feels like it is time that they need to rebuild. Henry's got older. Um, like you say, Tannehill is 
probably on his way out. And yeah, I think they probably just need a whole new start. We'll move on to Arthur Smith. No surprise, really, Adam. I mean, he's, he's had a poor start. You're pretty pleased with that from looks at your thumbs up for all the listeners out there that aren't watching. It's, it's a thumbs up. Um, <laughs> more offence, more exciting offence. Is that what we need from their next head coach? Yes. Well, I've got Drake London in my dynasty team, so I'm very happy <laughs> that um, he's gone. This this was my Christmas wish. Anyone who listened, this was, my, this was the first part of the three-parter. So now we need Ben Johnson to go there and Jaden Daniels to be drafted by them. So, and then the whole wish will come together. Um, yeah, Arthur Smith's an idiot. I'm sorry. Get, get him out of the NFL. <laughs> Johnny, do you echo the upset that uh, he brings Adam? Or did you have any Falcons fantasy players this year? That um, no, I probably didn't have as much as an allegiance with Adam, but yeah, I think you can you can see from a lot of the Falcons fans' reactions um, just how just how poor this this whole campaign has been, unfortunately for for Arthur Smith, and he's he's never really got them on side. So no surprises here. They have to get someone in who utilizes those big premium picks that they've made over the last few years, um, and ultimately, you know. Hope to get get themselves a quarterback, whether that be through the draft or they take someone. They just have to, you know, get this um, get this offense, which has all the talent. You know, we've got the best tight end prospect ever. Um, you know, a, a real uh, wide receiver one candidate in Drake um, um, Drake London, and obviously Bajan Robinson. Um, yeah, an incredible talent. So yeah, it's an exciting job. Um, but um, but yeah, it's. Um, I don't think Arthur Smith will be missed. Um, let's, let's put it that way. Obviously, he was a coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, uh, Sky, and actually was made their offense really click and was part of a big part of them getting to the playoffs. Do you see him maybe going back as a coordinator anywhere? Yeah, but I feel like, you know, the teams are so pass-heavy now and most, mm. you know, most formations always seem to start out the shotgun. Do you need someone who's boring and can barely do it with two good running backs who could run the ball and they still couldn't do it? Um, but, you know, I think I was saying something we were all chatting the other day. All of the coaches have connections and they're all within someone's coaching tree. So he'll get a he'll get a coordinator job somewhere. But, I, yeah, I just don't really rate him as a coach. And the whole time that he was the head coach of the Falcons, um, I know the owner basically come out and said that he helped build the culture and looking towards the future. But... Um, I think that's just a nice way of saying he was a loser and we could do with someone better. <laughs> well, it's like when Ben O'Brien got, if, got if, chased out of Houston. The only, the the only thing I would order. say, just, just quickly, the only thing I would say is if Brave ends up at the Patriots, I mean, it, he was his OC at Tennessee. So. Mm. Mm. And the Pats love winning You the like ball. to run the ball yeah. in New England, don't you? So. Mm. Yeah, but we'll get, have a quarterback next year, so we don't need to do that as much. <laughs> well, Josh McDaniels has been rumoured back, so it'll be like run, oh, draw, nice. screen <laughs> play, and then, you know, see what happens on third and 15. So, there we go. <laughs> so, he, just, uh, Josh, Josh, is, uh, Josh McDaniels not being considered for any of these head coaching roles, do you not think? I don't think so. He's done. Sure. He? He's done. He's done. I think he literally will only get a job if Belichick. That the rumor is that Belichick stays to the Patriots, then they're open to McDaniel's rejoining the coaching staff. I don't even think other teams would take him as an offensive coordinator. Mm. Mm. Maybe maybe demote him to QB coach or something. You know, give him a make him earn his stripes again. I'm sure he'll always have a job at Tom Brady's office. 
He may be argue. Um, Sky, Ron Rivera out the door. Not a surprise, this one. I thought as soon as Eric Bieniemy got hired as their OC, this signals to me that there'll be an excuse to get him out the door. Yeah, and I think we all of us have probably said at one point that it almost felt lined up for Bieniemy to get that job this year. But it's just a bit of a weird situation, obviously, with the, the new owners. You don't know what direction they want to go in. Um, even though he's a great offensive-minded coach, maybe they want to pick their own guy. Um but yeah, I think the right was on the wall um, on the wall for Rivera. I'd be interested to see if he ends up some somewhere else. Or I haven't seen his name linked with anywhere. And obviously, he's one of the more aging coaches. Um, but I think we, the reason I he say very, that he was very ill as well. He, yeah, he, he it's just the way it happens. Yeah. Like Adam said, they take these things personally, right? And I'm sure he's probably a little bit annoyed. Like, come on, like my quarterback's been getting sacked all year. Um, I'm second in the draft. Maybe he felt like he could have rebuilt the team, but. He won't get that chance, so we'll see who they bring in. Maybe I, I reckon Belichick, if was going to go anywhere, I could see it there because I think he grew up near or around the area. Obviously, he's a big Navy supporter. Um, so if he did, as much as I want him to set the Patriots, and I think he will, I think if he did go anywhere, I could see it being Washington. Do you see River Riverboat Ron going anywhere, Johnny? Do you reckon he might be head coach? I, I think similar to... Um... Yeah, like um, Arthur Smith or, you know, going going to be um, a coordinator somewhere. I think obviously Vic Fangio did his time with, with Denver, was, um, uh, you know, considered to be a, um, you know, an elite defensive mind. And I think Ron may may just about have, have that sort of reputation still considering, you know, what he did with the Panthers. But, um, but yeah, I, I can't see him getting a, a head coaching role anytime soon. Um, I think it'll be back to coordinating for him. It's weird though. I've not really seen Bienemy's name, Adam, in a lot of things. They seem to be interviewing other people, but I've not seen anywhere where it's like, oh, Bienemy's like number one candidate. No, I think um, as Sky said about the new owners, it, it makes it a little bit more. Where do they want to go? They they've brought in a couple of people, haven't they? Uh, sort of like from the NBA and and stuff like mm. that that are there to help with the interviews. And I I think it's going to be a bit more of a, a sort of like a structured we're going to interview lots of candidates and and see where we go for so um yeah i don't think it's going to be as simple as uh just next man up in in that respect but um i i don't know i mean it, it seems he seems like he's someone who should have had a head coaching job already and it, it's just surprising that he hasn't but um it feels like it, he's the obvious choice, but mm-hmm. I don't know if they kind of want to go like just complete clean slate. So it's almost like, mm-hmm. you know, new head coach, new quarterback, you know, they're in the position to draft one of the young guys now. So it does kind of make you think that they might go for someone just completely mm-hmm. out of the building. I think the enemy is definitely in with a shout of the other position, head coaching positions. I've seen a lot about Atlanta, Um you know, like Adam says, he's, he's someone that has been talked about every off-season for the last two, three years as being um, that guy to be a head coach. And, you know, this uncertainty in in, in Washington uh, with the head coaching role, if I was Eric Bieniemy, I'd be, you know, all over applying for, um, you know, the, the jobs that are available because there's a, there's a lot. I didn't realise how many there actually were. Obviously, these, these, um, um, these three sackings, but we've got the Chargers, the Panthers, um, all available. I'm sure there'll be... Um, two or three more in the next um, few days and weeks. Brilliant. Well, we'll quickly round robin this to tie up the episode about who's going to win the game. So uh, I'll go 
Adam every time, then Johnny, then Sky. So Browns v Texans, who have you got? Browns. Johnny? Browns. Sky? Reluctantly Browns. Uh, reluctantly <laughs> Browns as well. Um, but very, very, very reluctantly. The CJ um, Strowboys are hurt. Sorry. Me oh, and you. Yeah, I know. That pained me a little bit in my heart. He knows what <laughs> we picked against him. Uh, Dolphins, Chiefs, Adam? Chiefs. Johnny, well, I said I said dolphins while we're on air, so I can't really change my mind. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll 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 stick with dolphins, but probably choose. <laughs> I'll say the Chiefs just because they're at home. Just edge it. Yeah. Chiefs as well at home, I think. Uh, Steelers, Bills, Adam, Bills, Johnny, Bills, Sky, but yeah, Bills, Freddie, <laughs> Steelers all day, baby, Steelers. Steelers, we're pipping a win. Packers, Cowboys, Adam. Cowboys. Oh, you meant to Johnny. Yeah, Dallas, Cowboys. Sky. Them boys. I'm going to go I'm gonna Packers because there's always an upset. There's always an upset and I think this one might be it. It, it might just come like out it. of nowhere. Like it. Um, Rams, Lions, Adam. Rams. And I think that's your upset. <laughs> oh, Johnny. Yeah, I, I, I really do want the, the Lions to do well, but I think the, the Rams look good, so I'm going Rams. Sky. Yeah, it pains me. To, I think this, I mentioned Laporta earlier because it's saying outside shot for him to play, and he's been so reliable for Goff. So, yeah, McVeigh to win and then start swearing at Goff as he runs off the field. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sticking with day one, Dan Campbell. Lions. I'm sticking with Lions. I'm sticking with Lions. I've loved them since, since he got there. I've loved them. I've been so happy with the trajectory they've been on. Lastly, Eagles, Bucks, Adam. Oh, uh... Eagles. Johnny. Yeah, Eagles. Sky. Got to go for um, Austin, Texas. is a uh, born and raised baker, isn't I? So, uh, <laughs> do the bucks. Do me a favour. Eagles <laughs> are going to win that game. For anyone who doesn't know, or doesn't know, doesn't know, but does know now, I don't like Baker Mayfield. Thank you very much for listening, for watching. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. Enjoy your playoff weekend. Good luck if your teams are in it, and we'll see you all again very soon.